Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Woven in Truth podcast. We're so glad you're tuning in today. We have a really special guest with us, um, my friend and one of my amazing mentors here in San Diego is with us. Angela Klaus is in the house. Uh, thank you so much for being here, Angela. Thank you. It's an honor. Thanks for inviting me. Um, of course. Well, Angela, um, you're one of our really great friends out here. And um, we actually, my daughter, Angela's like one of her favorite aunties. And um, she actually is really obsessed with your dog, Moses. Can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about Moses so our listeners can know how wonderful he is? Oh, my goodness. He, yes, he is the biggest baby. Um, he is a 90-pound <laughs> black lab who, honestly, I did not want. Um, we had put down... <laughs> our yellow lab of 16 years. And that was kind of devastating. And I was like done, but, um, I, it's, it's my, our oldest daughter talked us into getting Moses. She's convincing her. He has been a blessing and he just is the biggest baby, but, uh, we call him the gentle giant. Uh Uh Yeah. He's, he loves very, loves Ellie when she comes over. Yes. Ellie in the morning will ask for him, even though we don't live with you guys. And <laughs> I don't really know what to do with that. But she sounds really spiritual because she's always asking for Moses. And, you know, people are like, wow, what a spiritual child, you know. Um, but we're so happy you're here. I know you're going to you. talk to us a little bit about Powered by Prayer. Why is this something that is on your heart? Why is this something you're passionate about? Hmm. Good question. Um, because I believe it's the most underutilized and powerful tool that God gives us. Mm. I have loved to see God answer my prayers, be it small or big, but mm-hmm. I just, I love to see my prayers answered mm-hmm. and God will do that. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, we'd love to hear more. So, you know, feel free to jump in. Thank you. Well, I think f- uh, for the listeners, this definitely is something that I pray that you get much out of. But when we discover the beauty of daily conversation with God, we truly experience the presence of God that will change our lives. You know, Jesus went to God in prayer constantly. He surrendered himself to the end. You know, and if I'm to imitate God, then I must do the same. I want to do the same. When our hearts are surrendered to God, all the details of our life are different. And it's no small thing, it's it, but it's everything. What does it mean to surrender? What does it mean to surrender to you? Well, Webster's definition is giving in, yielding, laying down of arms, quitting, succumbing. To surrender in spirituality means that a believer completely gives up his own will and subjects his thoughts, his ideas, and his deeds to the will and teachings of a higher power. Even Jesus in Luke 4.22 said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup for me, yet not my will, but yours. So even Jesus learned to surrender. You know, to surrender, it shapes us into knowing God more. And knowing God more is what brings peace we all are searching for. How do you or I know God more? I believe through God's word and prayer. To surrender, we we should pray specifically and in detail. God loves when we come to him asking specifically what we need in detail. In Romans 12, 12, it says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. In Ephesians 3, 14 through 19, it says, For this reason, 
I kneel before the Father, from whom every, every family in heaven on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long, how high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. You know, God wants us to devote ourselves in prayer. In Colossians 4, 2, verse 2, he says that. What is prayer? Well, to me, prayer is a connection with God. God is the one that changes things. It's his power. All he wants to do for us is open our eyes to a different perspective. It's not about us. All we can do is pray and let God do the rest. In 1 Thessalonians 5.17, it says, pray continually. So to me, again, prayer is just an interaction with God. Uh, and that's how he wants, uh, he, he views it. You know, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about communicating with God? Or more importantly, how are you communicating with God? Psalms 42, verse 1, as a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. So again, prayer is essential. It, it truly is the life of a Christian. We may start off, and this is, I mean, let, let me share that prayer, it, it doesn't happen overnight, the love for prayer. It is a progression. And for me, being a Christian for th almost 34 years this June, it has been something that has been gradually, but over the years, it has been like a lifeline. It may start off to you feeling like a religious ritual. Mm -hmm. You know, I know, I know I need to do this. I know I need to go to God. But it can change if you continue praying through things specifically and every day. It can change to an intimate, personal, and powerful conversation between you and your Heavenly Father. Mm. My favorite scripture, Psalms 5.3, says, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly that God does hear our prayers, God is listening, and God will answer. We just need to be patient and wait. Mm -hmm. Prayer is not merely asking God for all we need or want. It's an essential way in which God transforms us into his likeness. In the book of Jeremiah, it states, Call to me, and I will answer you, and tell you great and unreasonable things you, you do not know. God does answer our prayers. It may not be the way we want them answered or the timing, but God is listening. Surrendering in prayer does not make our problems go away right. by any means. Right. Um, the financial hardships, the health struggles, the relationship breakups or heartaches, mm -hmm. but it will give us a vision and a perspective and a new way to see our circumstances. Let me share, I mean, over the course of like I said, many years, there's been a lot of things, uh, a lot of hard things that I've had to pray through. And one thing that I want to share that has been just recent that was devastating 
uh, to me, but only through prayer and seeing God answering these prayers did I find the peace and the comfort that only God will fill. Mm. Last July, we were called by my sister-in-law. My um, One of the things that was very devastating was within July and August, two weeks, two weeks apart, my, we lost my mother-in-law, who was like as close to me as my own mom. Mm. And then within two weeks of that, we lost my sister. And it was really hard because not only losing them, but just how quickly things transpired. Mm. My mother-in-law was diagnosed with colon cancer, and she battled it for about two and a half years. And uh, we had prayed throughout that, that God would, you know, just use us in a great way, that God would humble her, that God would just do whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, give us the opportunity to be there through her struggles and through the very end. And he he did exactly that. We were able to be up there uh, when she came out of the hospital the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to be with her through when hospice came through. Her, my sister-in-law was there. We were there to the very end. And the amazing thing was that, you know, God allowed her to be all there. I mean, her mind was as sharp as a tack. Mm-hmm. I mean, two days before she passed, you know, my son, Joe was sitting there and she was just talking to him all about, cause she loved to, to do her finances and loved to invest and <laughs> the stock market and whatnot. And they sat there and she shared, you should invest in this stock and you should invest in that stock mm-hmm. and you should put your money here. And it was just amazing to see that relationship in the end mm-hmm. and just how God allowed us to be there and witness that. And um, just be there for her t- mm-hmm. to the very end. And that, you know, uh, we weren't there her last hours, which um, my sister-in-law was, but we were there in 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 the good, good times. Mm-hmm. And then at her funeral, um, literally at her funeral, I got the call from my brother-in-law that my sister was stopping all treatment. My sister last February was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And at the same time she was diagnosed with breast cancer, two of my best friends, within weeks apart, we got the call that they were also diagnosed with breast cancer. And um, thank God, both of my best friends went through their treatments and they beat it. Um, They were able, they're they're cancer free, uh, so to speak. But with my sister, when she was diagnosed in February, um, it was it was stage two. Mm. And by April, she had gone through her treatment. She went through chemo and, um, you know, also went, went through radiation, mm. I think one or two treatments and that. But by April, the her uh, cancer, her breast cancer had metastasized mm. to stage four. And um, it had gone into her brain, it had gone into her lungs, it had gone into her liver. And um, we knew in April that, okay, um, it was, we didn't know how long. The doctors didn't know how long. And um, we just, we rallied around her. I, I started begging God to give me time with my sister mm-hmm. and my younger sister is a disciple and we just prayed that God would allow us to be there to pray with her to talk with her 
Uh, my older sister is, was not a disciple, although I had the privilege to study with her many years ago, mm-hmm. and she didn't make that decision. But I believe that through prayer, the begging God to um, allow us to be there to until the end, um, we were able to get there when she came, when she stopped her treatment. Mm-hmm. The family rallied around her, and uh, literally from my mother-in-law's funeral, um, Joe and I and the family drove over because my mother-in-law lived in uh, West Virginia. My sister was in Pennsylvania. So we drove over and we spent five days with my family, with my sister, all of us, my nieces, my nephews. We were all there just enjoying the time with my sister because none of us knew you know, how much longer we'd have with her. Mm-hmm. And um, had some amazing, before I got there, I just begged God to... Uh, give me the words to allow me to share my heart, to look at scripture, to share, share things with her. And it was so amazing. I mean, my younger sister and my older sister had this battle with politics (laughs) and, um, they, I used to talk to my younger sister that, you know, you're, you're the disciple, you need to reconcile, you need to make sure Mm -hmm. that, you know, you are, you know, apologizing and making things right. And so my older sister did not, you know, didn't want to hear it. And so that was one of the first things when, uh, Joe and I got there, my younger sister had already arrived and, um, my older sister, Debbie was in the kitchen with my sister, Donna. And the first thing, when I walked in, my older sister was reconciling with my sister, Donna. She was apologizing. She was asking for forgiveness and, That was the first prayer I saw answered that God was humbling my sister. She was reconciling, uh, with different things and just making it right. Um, and that, and that was, you know, we had those five days of just being able to be there, look at scripture, pray, um, have some really amazing conversations. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I had to trust that when I left there, that God was, was going to continue working. And he did. We had another, I think, week plus after we left, um, that God was moving in her heart. She reconciled with her ex-husband who they hadn't spoke in quite a while. They had their differences. And I got to see, you know, that she had asked us when we were there, you know, what would you do? You know, should I, you know, should I allow him to come? And should I, you know, and I was like, I asked my sister, I said, Debbie, what does your heart say? What is your heart telling you to do? And, um, and it told her to reconcile. It told her to, to, to pick up the phone and call him. And, um, but the sad part was he wanted to come and see her and, you know, she passed before that happened, but Mm -hmm. it was just amazing just that, um, God truly answered, um, my prayers. And that's what I love about God over the course of my walk with God is that I just continue to see small things, big things. Um, I love to see him answer my prayers. Mm -hmm. And I pray that uh, through my sharing that somehow, some way that this impacts your life. Wow. That's so powerful. Thank you so much for just sharing. You mentioned just how even Jesus was so surrendered in the most difficult of times. And obviously that was linked. Like we see him throughout the Bible go to go to God and, and pray and spend time and and try to submit his will to, to God's, which I think is exactly what you're talking about. 
So one of my questions was, were, were there times that this was, you know, difficult for you or it felt forced or, you know, what are maybe some of the practical ways we can grow in this? You know, obviously you were saying you've been a disciple for like 34 years. Is that what you said? Yes. It's amazing. And um, will be 34. That's so great. Thank you. So what, what are some, maybe some practicals for us? Well, to not give up. I think, you know, like I, I mentioned, uh, it, it may feel like a ritual. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I know I need to do this. I know I should do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's times where, you, you know, literally our hearts are like, no, I right. don't want to do this. Right. I, you know, this is, I don't want to talk to God. I'm upset. I'm mad. You mm-hmm. know, he, he didn't answer this, mm-hmm. you know, before. So why should I, but, you know, I think if you continue to just train yourself, just continue doing it, mm-hmm. you know, um, that it becomes your lifestyle. It yeah. becomes natural, right. you know, that it, you long for it, mm-hmm. that, you know, everything that you do, you're mm-hmm. thinking of God and giving it to him yes. first, first and foremost. Definitely. So it's, I mean, you're, it sounds like you're talking about like daily surrender, like yes. taking it to God daily, regardless of <laughs> how we feel um obviously you're you're a very like competent intelligent woman you know business and all different things like that i'm sure and for a lot of us maybe our tendency is to just act you know what i mean like something comes up we got to fix it something you know we got to work we got to do we have to move like especially if it's stressful and um i do think this is something that we we have to be intentional about doing and focused so what do you how how do you think we can do this on a daily basis like what 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 would you recommend you know for well, us i think the practicals is decide to become a woman of prayer mm-hmm. i think it's a decision first that i'm mm-hmm. gonna be come a woman of prayer mm-hmm. and i mean two two things you know daily surrender daily prayer Great. you know make it your lifestyle um, make it a part of your life every day, you know, decide one of the scriptures, you know, Mark one it's, it's one of my favorite. Cause I love to wake up early in the morning when it's very quiet and peaceful, mm-hmm. you know, and in Mark one it says very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. So I think every day have your certain time mm-hmm. and have a certain place. Um, and then it'll become that lifestyle because you'll look forward to that, mm-hmm. having that time with God. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's you know, really also awesome. too, one of my favorite um, sayings is go to the throne before the phone. Ooh, that's good. That's really good. We should put that on a coffee cup or something. But it's really true because I think I'm so quick to, you know, there's, it's like, have I prayed about you know, fill in the blank as much as I've talked about it or gotten advice about it or, you know what I mean, um, worried about it even. Um, I think that's a good quantifying measure of have I really surrendered this? Have I made the effort to yeah. surrender this? Because yeah. um, I'm really quick to call people. It's funny. Sometimes when I'm going through something, I'll, you know, be in my car driving somewhere and so I start calling people. I kind of go down my list. Like, okay, I got to call. I got to get some advice. Got to get some help. And it's funny because none of them will pick up. <laughs> and then I it's feel funny so – God does that. I feel like – initially I feel lonely. Like, man, none of my friends are picking up their phone. But then I'm like, okay, God. Then I turn off my radio and I'm like, okay, I just need to pray about this. And it's amazing because yeah. it kind of seems like after I pray about it, 
I start getting the return calls, you know, and then it's funny because if I called five people, five people call me back later. But it's like, and then I'm like, oh, I'm good. I prayed about it, you know. But I do think it's pretty, it's it's amazing how I think God wants us to go to him first. So I Absolutely. love that. Go to the throne before the phone. Amen. Because we all have our phones in our hands all the time. Yes. Um, well, that's awesome. So I think there was one last thing you wanted to share with us. I did. In closing, this is one of my favorites also. Martin Luther once said, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Prayer is simply God's oxygen for the lungs of our faith. Oh, I love that. That is, whoa. I, yes, that's amazing. I have goosebumps. But it's so true. You know, it, it, we, can't, we can't claim to be Christians and not be in connection and relationship with God. And, exactly. But I do love the steps we can take to, to take it from a ritual to a relationship because that's really what God desires um, and that's what, what our hearts need. Amen. Yes. So Angela, thank you so much for just sharing your heart and even sharing vulnerably about some of the things you've been through and just how prayer really powered you through those things Mm -hmm. um, when you probably didn't feel like you had strength left just to be able to tap into God's strength and his comfort in those times and we really appreciate you being here yes. and sharing your thank heart you for the opportunity. Definitely. And everybody else, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We really hope this spoke to your hearts and just ministered to you wherever you're at in life or in circumstances. And we hope to catch you guys next time on the podcast. We are one. We are